Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. Remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Christopher Bedford. He is the senior editor at The Federalist, chief communications officer at Right Forge, and host of Culture War. He's also the author of Art of the Donald. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So you wrote an article for The Federalist that the minute I saw the title, I'm like, I got to have this guy on the show because what's going on with COVID and the attacks on our liberty, uh, all these things just seem to be falling into place, unfortunately, for the the climate control uh, people. But the title of the article is How COVID Lockdowns Handed Global Warming Extremists the Tools to Crush Freedom. And I think you couldn't have been more succinct and more to the point about what's going on. And we continue to see it, right? COVID right now, I mean, now we got a new variant and we're talking about more control, aren't we? That's exactly right. Uh, and thank you for having me on to talk about it. I think it's really important. that I've been following the global warming stuff for years and years and years now. And what we've always heard is that you have to respect the science. The science says this. The science says that. Of course, when any one of the many, many, many researchers comes out and says, hold on a second, this model hasn't proven right. This model hasn't proven right. This hasn't proven right. This wasn't even peer reviewed. You're getting money from this corporation or this group to say this. Those people get ostracized. They lose their jobs. They get uninvited from speaking engagements. They get kicked out of universities. There's always there's been a real culture of silence and intimidation against anyone who's willing to dissent. They even call it global warming deniers and, and an attempt to try and put them in the same uh, same kind of category as a Holocaust denier or someone like that, as opposed to just someone who's skeptical of some of their wilder claims. And then you look at these wilder claims, and every time every time you try to bat it down, every time there's a there's a there's a big heat wave, they say, well, this is this is global warming. You say, all right. And next time there's a cold wave, you say, well, is this global warming? They say, no, that's that's climate is different from weather. You don't understand the science, you fool. <laughs> now. It's wild to see it. I, I remember watching, I was uh, watching the Japanese tsunami, which is awful, taking place in real time on television, watching the BBC. And one of the presenters said, well, of course, we're going to be seeing more and more of this as global warming continues to accelerate. And I thought, this is an earthquake. What are you talking about? And I'm sure they could point to a paper somewhere that said global warming and you driving to work caused that earthquake. And then the next connection is, is they want to take all the science and they want to control you. Now, we're at a good place right now in Washington, D.C., and I rarely get to say that, where people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are out there saying what they actually believe and what they actually think as opposed to hiding it. When her chief of staff first came to Washington, he said the Green New Deal is not about just about global warming. It's about fundamentally altering and remaking the United States economy. And that's what a large aspects of these are. Now, with COVID, we saw that play out in real time. They weren't able to pull the stuff over the American people because Americans weren't willing to be ruled by these scientific dictates that no one could ever push back against. And we had our liberties to protect us. During COVID, it was very sad to see so many of those liberties were surrendered by people who decided they were going to trust in Fauci. They're going to trust in the administration. They're going to trust in the CDC or the World Health Organization. The same kind of folks who for a long time have been trying to take over our economy through other means. That trust has proven to be completely ill place, but it's it's already so late. We've given up so much. Our churches have shuttered in some places. Our community gatherings have ended. We haven't been allowed to bury your grandparents. We're not allowed to go outside. These are the kinds of tools that they've been long seeking, and they finally 
got them with COVID. Yeah, and it's not like they haven't been planning for this, right? We know about, you know, the Great Reset. You know, we hear about Build Back Better. You know, there's annual meetings in Davos, Switzerland, about how we can have one global economy and all this. These people have been licking their chops for an opportunity, and COVID comes along, and people lay down and just let all this stuff, and you mentioned it, there's no, what they're doing is not science. It's political science, but it's not true science searching for the truth. It's forcing an ideal and forcing people to cower to something that's not even true. Yes, and just like with all of the global warming stuff, exactly. You'll see people say, well, don't you care about the climate? Don't you care about the planet? Don't you care about the children? Don't you care about this? Uh, one of the most gross things that they've done with some of the climate stuff is you'll have billionaires like Bloomberg fly into rural areas that are pretty poor in Kentucky or West Virginia, and they'll have launched a campaign to shut down the coal mines there. They'll put up posters in the subways and in and, and the cities that are far, far away from this. I've seen them in New York and D.C. that said, this coal plant is contributing to this 0.000% increase in asthma among children. They make it seem like it's for the children. Then mm -hmm. they fly in in their private jet and they leave. And what they leave behind is a community that's been decimated. There's no longer any jobs left in that community. They can't afford the taxes to pay for the school. The, the, the parents are unemployed. Uh, we know, sadly, that with unemployed men, the increase in, in spousal abuse, child abuse, and alcoholism and drug addiction increase dramatically the chances for those things. And they say that they want to do this for the children. If you don't want to do it, you're selfish and you're awful. The same thing is happening with COVID, where we're having our children now having to wear masks and, and school and go through all these different things, eating outdoors, uh, facing all in the same direction at their own desks, not being able to socialize. The impact that we're seeing on children and people who have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds is dramatic on their social abilities, on their learning. And in the meantime, they're saying this is all for the kids, you selfish person. We're all in this together. That's one of the most obscene lies of COVID and of the global warming regime. We're all in this together. You've got people flying to Davos, Switzerland. You've got people who aren't wearing the, the, the rich and the famous and the powerful and not wearing their masks, flying on private jets. We're not all in this together. We're being ruled by these regimes, and the American people ought to, ought to pay attention to it. Well, and when you talk about, you know, it's for the children, which you, you're exactly right. It's a blatant lie, right? These people, whether it's Al Gore, whether it's Bill Gates, whether it's all, you know, our president, Biden, look, they promote abortion at any time and fantasize. They don't care about children. As a matter of fact, many of these people like Bill Gates are population control people. It has nothing to do about the children. It's all about power because they're smart and we're idiots and they have to tell us how to live our lives. I think it's, it's, you're totally right on that. To see people like Nancy Pelosi, who professes to be a Catholic in public, come out and say that she feels a religious calling to control the climate. Well, that's just that's just demented. And it's very strange. Uh, there's a lot of things that we are called to religiously, that the catechism calls us to, that Christ called us to, things that we need to engage in and meet in our, in our, our ordinary lives. And it starts with what's in your control. Uh, starts with as Aquinas put it, things that are closest to you, what you can actually reach, your neighbors, your friends, your family. And when you're a person as powerful as Nancy Pelosi, paying for it, you've got a lot of power. So if you're using that power to pay for abortions across the planet, if you're using that power to defend child sacrifice, if you're using that power to back the kind of activists we saw this week at the Supreme Court, dressed in all black, taking abortion pills on the, on the streets, on, on the steps of the Supreme Court, then that's actually something your religion calls you against. That's something that 
we as Catholics really need to push back against. And it's, it's been sad. We have all the tools to resist this kind of thing, all the tools to understand that we're children of God, not just cogs in a machine that fit into your scientific database, all the tools to say that, no, our church will remain open. But a lot, so many of our leaders, whether they're, they're judges in the Supreme Court, as we saw yesterday with Justice Sotomayor, or the President of the United States, or Nancy Pelosi, point to so many decades of poor, uh, poor teaching of the catechism that we've had in our churches. These are the products of Catholic schools, of Catholic education, and they've come out with this. So I, I, I pray for a renewed emphasis on human dignity and on life and on on our, 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 our being ruled by God and, and not just by men and not just by their scientific dictates. Well, to listen to these people speak about children is like list, taking marriage advice from a wife abuser, right? I mean, they may speak highly on some topics, but you have no credibility. And the bottom line is, and you kind of touched on, look, the church has done a terrible job, right? The church's job is to save souls, not put climate control like Bishop McElroy out in San Diego and some of these other bishops who put this ahead of the abortion issue. And you're right. They, they shut down the churches. They, they were more worried about people's physical bodies than their spiritual souls. And in the end, it's the soul that we're going to have to answer for when we come to our judgment. Exactly right. If we'd spent the last two years worrying nearly as much about our souls as we did about our bodies, we'd be on our path to sainthood by now. The, to see the churches, and they're so sad because so many parish priests and, and deacons and others really did push back as much as they could, but as, as we know, the churches is the last absolute monarchy really left on the planet where what's, what, the, what the bishops say goes. But they had to shut their churches. They had to hold secret masses. Um, it, it reminded me of the parable of the good shepherd, that the hired hands flee when the wolves come, but the good shepherd stays and tends his flock, defends of the wolves, goes out and search for the lamb. And we saw that with some brave people. We saw, we saw what the left thinks of our churches. We saw that when my community priest, Monsignor Pope, uh, came down with COVID when he was trying to just tend to the ill and, and take care of his flock and give out the sacrament. The Washington Post excoriated him and called him a bad man and a science denier and someone who someone who, would, who essentially deserved it. They looked at our going to church as just a hobby that can be written off, just your God thing you do on Sunday is not essential to our salvation. They looked at grocery stores, and uh, rightly so, the people who are working in grocery stores, they said, that was heroic, that's fine. Those are frontline workers. The doctors who tend to your health, those are frontline workers. The priests who tend to your soul, those are not frontline workers. They are, they are selfish, they should be banned. Uh, it's all been laid bare, and exactly like you said with the Great Reset and what they're trying to do now with Omicron, which I expect to start it all over again, and their renewed efforts on global warming, it's all about the same thing. It's about power and secular power at that. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's a sad thing to see, but it is very obvious to see, right? And China's in the middle of this whole thing, right? Even the Vatican, right, has done secret deals with China. Everybody's in bed with China. No one has held them accountable for COVID, the gain-of-function research, how this virus got out. They've continued to lie to us, but they capitulate to China because they want China to participate in this global warming, this climate change thing, when you can't trust the Chinese as far as you can throw them. That's exactly, the global warming is the exact reverse of the opium wars, where the Chinese will make these windmills and they'll make these, these solar panels. They'll sell them at a profit to the United States, because that's where all, all of our manufacturing is mainly. They'll sell them at a profit to Western Europe because where their manufacturing is as well. 
these things will then make the manufacturing in Western Europe and in the United States more expensive and less competitive with Chinese products. The Chinese will then sell us cheap products from their country that they, didn't, they made with coal power, they made with the kind of things that we used to make, and hydroelectric power, the kind of things that we used to use in this country, and they decimate our industry. Our people end up unemployed, and our people end up using their food stamps and their, 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 their COVID payments to go down to Walmart to buy their products cheaply. And then Washington, D.C. says, isn't that great? You got something for cheap. But those people have lost their dignity and they've lost their economy and it's destroyed towns and cultures. And they say, oh, but there's a, there's a profit made. Wall Street's done well and you bought something cheap. They're all, the reason why we're not seeing people call out China is because this ecosystem of the elites, uh, including, sadly, at some levels in our church where, where they've put, thrown under some of the saints and some of the martyrs and some of the cardinals of the underground church, yeah. uh, this ecosystem of people at the top uh, works in tandem. They benefit and they feel good about it, and they don't really care what it's doing to a lot of the other country and a lot of the world. Well, buying stuff cheap sounds good, but if you have no money, even cheap is too expensive. And, you know, we, we just, you know, we, we go under the guise of this climate control. Let's, let's shut down, you know, the Keystone pipeline. Let's, let's tighten up restrictions on leases. And then prices go bonkers, and they're like, wow, I don't know how this happened, and it's all OPEC's fault, right? <laughs> yeah, OPEC was something they had to pull out of the old history books to dust off because it's not a regime that we've been under the thumb of for many, many years. The United States has been moving toward uh, being self-sustaining in energy. We we definitely have it, and they were able to do it. They under other under president the last administration, President Trump's administration, we finally reached it. Uh, we were no longer reliant on foreign powers. They decided to change that. And the thing, the, the morally bankrupt aspect of it is carbon is carbon is carbon. So they're okay with carbon being released. Call it a pollutant if you want, I guess. They're okay with it being released uh, and all these different aspects that go into creating energy in foreign countries, all the jobs that brings, all the wealth that brings, all the self-satisfaction that brings to a man or a woman who's actually employed and is working for their wages every day. But they're not okay with us doing it. And that puts us under the heel of dictators and it puts us under the heel of, of uh, foreign adversaries. And it makes America weak. But if you think that a... If you wake up every day and you want the poor of the country and the working class of our country to atone for what you think is the sin of our success and power, then that fits perfectly into your plan. Well, and they do have a plan, right? It's really, we're superior. We know better. We're going to control your lives. I mean, all you have to do is look at what's Australia doing? What's Austria doing, right? Germany, New Zealand. You can name, and what's here happening in the United States, you have to wear a mask. You mentioned what's going on in the schools, which is insane. But they continue to perpetuate a lie to gain control. And you, and I mean, your article's spot on, right? You just had the Glasgow conference. This is all about, hey, whatever ground we give, they're never going to give it back. They're going to move further, aren't they? Yeah, and I think that we're seeing this now with the continued crackdowns coming from Omicron. We didn't see the worst results of this yet, but the whole country is now being put under uh, standby where people who are flying in legally, people who are legally entering this country are now put in quarantine. They're going through testing regimes. And if you dig past any of this stuff and you say, hold on a second, what is Omicron? The doctor who discovered it in South Africa says that by every, every single thing that we've heard of it so far, everything we know about it, this variant of COVID is extremely mild and not dangerous. But all the systems are currently in place. To, they, they, to to actually in, 
implement these massive changes to American liberties and these restrictions. They built these systems when we were more trusting and more willing to give them that power because we thought that they weren't lying to us about this, like they had been about global warming and other aspects. Now they've shown that they are lying, but since those power structures are in place, this Omicron thing that you could have never locked down the United States on two years ago, the results of this, now they have the power, now they're willing to do it, and we're reaping, we're reaping the consequences of our trust and our, 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 our charity that we showed them. Well, and I mean, I've heard that South African doctor speak, uh, tiredness and muscle aches. You know, I'm not the youngest one that's walked on the face of the earth. I mean, heck, I have that every morning. You know, it's just ridiculous <laughs> what you want to quarantine people for. But it is, it is all about power. And next they'll be like, well, you know what? We need to save the we need to save the world. You can't have electricity for three hours a day. You know, you can only drive your car on months that have an R in it. I mean, you can just see the ridiculous things that they'll come up with, but they'll do the exact opposite of what they're telling us to do. That's really what the elite's game is. There's this weird thing with this woke religion where we believe that in order to atone for our sins, it's, it's a lot of it is personal, that we need to uh, change our ways. We need to get right with God ourselves. We need to let God into our hearts. We need to stop sinning. Uh, they don't do that. They don't have the the prayers uh, for themselves. They put it out. They're able to put it on other people. One of my favorite examples is when the former governor of Virginia was caught in a Klan robe and an old high school photograph or college photograph. His solution for how he was going to atone for that was to make everybody else in the state, all the children, take courses about not being racist. That's not any personal <laughs> atonement. That's just punishing someone else's kid. That's like a, that's like a punishment that a ten year old would come up with. Well, he 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 should go to room his room for that, and I'll feel very sorry about that. But they do this over and over again with global warming, with the flying to these conferences. It doesn't impact their lives. What what can they come up with? You whether it's the mask mandate, as we've been busting politician after politician. The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, just extended their emergency order into almost his second year. And then the next day flew to Mexico to go on vacation where, where they don't have those mandates on him, where he can be more free. It's they, they want everyone else to atone for the sins that they see of America and of our liberty and of our Christianity, but not not themselves. Well, I mean, that's what power is all about, right? Power is do as I say, not as I do. And you also have I mean, you're in the media, right? You've seen what the media has done to block the truth, right? Anybody who questions the narrative whether it's COVID, whether it's climate control, it doesn't matter, right? They get shut out and they get barred for misinformation, right? It really is. They got a lot of people on this team really trying to push this, don't they? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's kind of where the company RightForge that I work at kind of comes in a little bit, where the technology is that the social media platforms, Amazon Web Services, the banking, all these other different aspects of our society are saying, you can't invest in fossil fuels. You can't say Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent. You can't say Anthony Fauci is wrong. You can't say, if you post an article that's completely true from a peer-reviewed uh, college, uh, a peer-reviewed academic publication that's questioning some of the global warming narrative, Facebook's going to have some 18-year-old in Singapore slap a fact check on it, give them a few dollars, and everyone who reads your article has, has given this doubt from our corporate masters. We're trying to start something new with rightforge.com where it's a we have the internet servers that provide the, the backup. We've, we're the internet server infrastructure, for example, for Trump social, uh, Truth so uh, Trump's social media company, Truth Social. We're working with other sites, some of them small churches, some of them major corporations, some of them uh, media companies to try and 
create a new economy because when you've got, just like you said, uh, social media censoring you, Google censoring you, banks unwilling to do business with you, then Christians and conservatives and even just dissenting people from all other walks of life are going to need to have access to their own economy. And in order to build that economy, we need access to the Internet. We've learned over the last year or so that that access is not guaranteed by the current regime. No, I mean, it really is the court to push a false narrative right there. What they're doing is not science. It really is ideology. You know, I've, and I've mentioned this on other shows and we've had Monsignor Pope on as well. You know, really what goes on in the world and even in academia, right? It's, all you have to do is watch the movie by Ben Stein called Expelled and watch what they've done to scientists who try to even say there's a, a creator. You can just imagine all, anything that comes down the pipe, they have it in place that if you're a dissenter, you need to you need to disappear. And we have social media, right? We have big business, right? How many big businesses, right, had to give special time, Best Buy and some of the other ones, because of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, trying to play, frame it as a white racist uh, event when everybody involved was white. Yeah, the, well, that, that, that's the level of insane disinformation that we're having. And I, I, I wonder how many executives at CNN or MSNBC or other companies that traffic in the disinformation actually regretted having aired that trial. Maybe they were so foolish and so un, uh, poorly informed of the facts that they actually believed this case was was less clear that Kyle Rittenhouse was was guilty of being some kind of a mass murderer, as Facebook called him, and as Twitter called him. What what came out of that trial was that the victims were aggressive and attackers. It was self defense. The attackers were white people, not black people. This had nothing to do with race. This didn't really have anything to do with politics. Kyle Rittenhouse is actually from that community, not some kind of foreign interloper just trying to come in. That gun was legally there. All of these things came out, and they must have been thinking, you know. We should have just filtered this through our own media headlines, our own talking heads, as opposed to letting people have full access to the facts. Because when they did, a lot of folks, folks who I know and friends of friends said, wow, I had no idea about any of this stuff. And it's actually starting to alter my worldview. Once you once you get past one big lie, you start to look around and look at the other lies and say, huh, maybe maybe there's maybe a lot of things that I've taken for granted. A lot of things I've just accepted aren't true at all. Well, and, and they're really good at saying what other people, right? They, you know, Trump did this, Trump did that. Look, Trump wasn't a saint, but he had a lot of really good policies and they kept blaming him for all the things that he actually didn't do, like being a tyrant. And then they're actually doing what they're accusing other people of. And it really is, if you're not paying attention and you're watching MSNBC and these type of things, you're just going to be filled with lies and, and be buying this stuff hook, line and sinker. I think you're right. And a lot of folks who are, I mean, the, the media block of, for example, we're seeing right now on the Waukesha uh, parade attack, the Christmas parade attack, the Washington Post and New York Times and CNN, well, they covered that for three or four days. because It felt like they had to. It's a pretty heinous thing. Then they dropped it. You're not getting any news out of that. There's, there's no interest in the suspect. There's no interest in the motivations. And the story's only gotten more interesting and more tragic as more, more children and more elderly people and parents are in the hospital and clinging to life. And as more comes out about the suspect's uh, pro-Hitler views, his his racist rants, his violent streak, and as more comes out about the district attorney who claims, well, this policy was just overlooked. This person should not have been out on bail. But if you look at his past statements, it's all about abolishing bail and applauding those who do. So that's another lie. As these things started to pass, uh, just pile on, and as people started to wonder, wow, this is really bad for the narrative, 
the, the narrative of the left wing America. Well, news, news companies suddenly lost interest and stopped caring at all. And that you'll see across the board. The, the, the lies and the misinterpretations and the bias that we see in media is not simply in how they distort a headline, what picture they use or what facts they present. It's oftentimes just in what stories they even choose to cover. And a lot of stories that are the most important are banished to some far outside group of the Internet or different publications or different shows. And the ones that play into the narrative are the ones you see in the cover of the New York Times. Yeah, no, by the way, Waukesha, it wasn't a person. It was an SUV that uh, caused all these problems. <laughs> that was wild. I mean, it's, it makes zero sense. And look, I have relatives who are buying this stuff hook, line, and sinker, whether it's COVID or whatever. You know, you can't come to my house. You're not vaccinated. All these things. Where can people go? I know the Federalist is one. How can they follow what you're doing? Because we're down to the last couple minutes. Where can they get real news? It's hard and it takes a lot of parsing. It takes a lot of time that a lot of folks don't always have because you can't always trust uh, any of the sources, really, that you're reading. Uh, you you want to go to the primary sources, like the Rittenhouse trial was so great. You want to hear the real truth of abortion. Don't just read some of the headlines that came out. Go and actually listen to the hour and a half or so of oral arguments that were happened yesterday, and you'll see the moral bankruptcy and intellectual bankruptcy of the left, and you'll hear the the interesting and philosophical and good law arguments that are coming out of out of the right on that issue. Uh, there are companies like The Federalist. There are companies like The Daily Caller that put out great news. Websites like Revolver, uh, EWTN is one of my favorites. And then, of course, the Substacks, this, this new whole kind of realm of blogging where people like Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald are coming out. People who had been leftist, but they actually are now standing up for freedom and standing up for liberty and saying, hold on a second, which side are we on? Those are some of the most interesting takes I've been getting out of the news lately. Well, I will say we're, we're down to the last minute. You know, Bill, when Bill Maher comes around and realizes every, he'd rather be in a red state than a blue state and he starts chastising, I mean, if that doesn't make you stand up and take notice, I don't think well, anything will. How can people follow what you're doing, Chris? Like, I'm, I'm unfortunately on the awful platform called Twitter. Where I'm under C. Bedford, D.C. Uh, I, I, I put up some content there. I'm, I'm writing frequently at the Federalist as well as around and a frequent appearances on Fox News and Fox Business. Well, again, thanks. Thanks for all that you're doing. It really is an ugly mess out there. But if you search for truth, you'll find it. And if you want to buy the lies of the evil one, just listen to what's going on at some of these news sites and, and corrupt politicians who really don't care about our, our interests at all, do they? It's really about their own selfishness. Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.